What's up, everyone? The King Rock Podcast. Uh, we have another awesome episode this week. We have with us Dr. Milo Ackerman. Milo, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yep. So uh, I, I I really appreciate you being on. Um, I know you got a lot of go- lot going on lately, and you just got back from Seattle from the Bumber Bumber Shoot. <laughs> Bumber Shoot. Yeah, that's cool, man. I guess it's supposed to be an umbrella or something. Is it and, okay? And I, there was it sprinkle a little bit. So as you might imagine, yeah. being in Seattle, so yeah. well that makes sense for Seattle, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right on. Uh, how was it up there? Was it? Good it was great. I yeah. was I was only there for you know forty eight hours or whatever, okay. but uh, uh, the festival was fun. Yeah, um, I had some falafel while I was there, so that was. <laughs> uh, um, nice. So yeah, I mean, uh, I guess what Jawbreaker played along with us. Oh, and nice. The bands, uh, Pussy Riot was there. Okay. Um, Band of Horses. Oh, nice. Yeah, Dandy Warhol. So yeah, some good bands were playing. It was kind of a yeah. an eclectic eclectic mix did you get to like uh like get get a chance to watch any of the other bands or i did, I did see job breaker yeah. just yeah. i really liked them. so yeah yeah the last time that was... i think that's the last time i saw you oh no the last time i saw you guys was in the glass house but i saw you guys we, i me and my friend who also helps co-host the podcast we went out to denver to see you guys play with uh jawbreaker um face to face and i mean sam i am opened the show like that was yeah, good lineup. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the shows where I'm like, I I'll drive I'll drive to Denver <laughs> to go yeah. see that. Yeah, so. and we were slated to play with Jawbreaker also with those one, two, three, four fest shows that got canceled last well, one they were supposed to be coming up in, in September. They got canceled for I'm not exactly sure why, some yeah. monetary financial stuff or whatever, but it it did. It oh got yeah, canceled. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw man. A lot of the Jawbreaker fans were just like on their Jawbreaker Facebook group, just crying about it. And I was like, "Yeah, man, it's yeah." A lot of there was a lot of people that expected it to like be canceled too, which was kind of weird. Um, I I was like, I don't understand this whole. So thing. people were expecting it to be canceled. Yeah, there was or, a lot of people that were uh, like, "Yeah, I, I expected it to be canceled." The lineups was too big, and you know, oh yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm it's just. I don't know if the, the somehow the numbers didn't work. I don't know what was all, all about. Yeah, that's, just, that's crazy. Well, so the biggest news is you just had a heart attack July 28th. Yeah. And that yeah. was in Spain? You were in Spain? Yeah. When that happened? And that was not why those festival shows were canceled. <laughs> just one, everyone. It's like, I put out a video. I had to put out a video of me yeah. on an elliptical. Check it out. Yeah. I'm ready to let you know. It's stupid. Yeah. But yeah. That that uh, I did have a heart attack in at the be- at the end of uh, July. Wow, was it? Yeah, at the end of July. Yeah, I believe it was um, like July twenty eighth. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least that's um, when we, you guys put out the statement. Yeah. Yeah. So we we'd all flown over to Barcelona, and uh, I was just kind of, I was actually hanging out waiting for the rest of the band to show up. Yeah. And decided to take a little walk to the beach, and and it was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Oh you know? man. There was like some chest pains and stuff. So yeah, I just went to the ER and, you know, so that was kind of a fun experience <laughs> being wow. in, in the Spanish healthcare system, which actually the doctors were amazing. It was really, all I can say is that, you know, Spanish healthcare is very good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but it's just no fun being in, in, it's no fun being in the hospital, obviously. Never. So. I can't, I even have anxiety just stepping into like a doctor's office or any yeah. of that stuff. So yeah, but it all worked out. 
and I feel a lot better now. So, yeah. well, that's great. Yeah, I had made a post like when you guys said that, and then you guys said said you guys are doing more shows, and I was like, no, no, let's keep Milo, let's keep Milo rested for a while. <laughs> I mean, I, the thing is, is when they when they had me in the ER mm. uh, and they said, well, we're gonna put we're now gonna put a stent in you. Yeah. I go, okay, cool, you do that, and then I'll go play my show tonight. Yeah. Wow. I show tonight in Barcelona, and they say you're not playing a show tonight. And then I said, well, what about tomorrow night? And the night yeah. after that, they said, those aren't happening either. Um, so we really had to we had to kind of bargain or we yeah. had to kind of negotiate with them. When is the first time that I can play? Uh, and they said, you know, a month out. Oh, wow. You know? Wow. They even yes. A month out is pretty, it seems like, yeah. pretty quick. The thing about <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, the thing about it is it's when, you, when, it's, when you get a stent put in, it's a very non-invasive procedure. Yeah. They didn't crack open my chest or anything. They just... It's it's very it's almost it's almost an outpatient procedure and uh, I felt immediately better once they once they got it in there. Oh wow! Um, the, Bill Bill and I Bill came he Bill uh, the drummer was was there with me. Yeah. He uh, checked me out of the hospital a couple of days later and then we just walked to the beach and swam. Yeah. The same day. Those it's videos just, were know. amazing. Like the I, yeah. Like I feel like um, like the descendants out of all the punk bands or even like bands that I know. A lot of people, there's not, I mean, you guys have like 95% love, you know? There's like, I, I honestly, I've never even met anyone in the punk scene that has been like, I don't like the Descendants. So I think it was like a sigh of relief for all of us to see you and Bill in the hospital kind of just making light of the situation and making all the jokes. So yeah, yeah. it was fun. Yeah. It was, it was all Bill's, you know, Bill's, he had the creative juices to do that. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of went along with it, but you know, it, it was, it was important to let people know that, you know, I'm fine, yeah. you know? That yeah, for story. sure. I mean, I, I was like, Oh man, like we got Like, let's protect Milo. <laughs> like let's put him in a bubble or something. Like if I, I don't yeah, know. I mean, yeah. so now we've got, you know, Carl, our, our, our bass player had a heart attack, uh, you know, in the two thousands, I believe. Okay. Um, wow. And, uh, Bill, of course, had all of his health scares in 2010, 2011. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm the third person to in the band to kind of battle up against a health crisis. So we're waiting wow. for, you know, when, when Stefan gets <laughs> in contact, you know. But yeah, getting to be that yeah. age, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, you, you, you got to start taking care of yourself. And I, I, I feel like I was taking pretty decent care of myself. Yeah. However, my genetic history is such that, uh, well, my dad had three open heart surgeries. Yeah. My grandfather died of a heart attack at age 45. So I kind of had to be extra, extra good. And I probably wasn't yeah. extra, extra good. You know, I just, I wasn't like, at, I wasn't at monk-like status yeah. with my, <laughs> with my hair, you know, so yeah, it, it's I'm doing better now. I'm just, you know, staying away from processed foods and red meat and all that kind of stuff and trying to exercise more and. You know. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, you've you've written songs. I mean, you guys, the band has written songs in the past, like I Like Food, Wiener Schnitzel, all that. And then on Hypercaffeine Spazinate, you wrote, um, what is it called? God, I'm I'm the worst with songs. I think it's titles. called No More Fat. No More Fat. Yeah, yeah, No More Fat, right? Yeah. No More Yeah, this yeah. course is No More Fat. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because, I mean, I wrote it, I wrote it in a res, kind of in, in response to I Like Food, you yeah, know? It's yeah. like, well, you know, this, it's kind of like I like food for my life now, and you know, if you read the lyrics, you kind of go, "Well, this guy's going to be really healthy." Yeah. <laughs> and the problem is, I didn't, I didn't follow it closely enough. I did not yeah. 
I did not follow it strictly to the letters, you know, where it says, you know, no more apple fritters, no more ice cream. Oh, God. Apple I've, fritters. Had an, I've had an apple fritter. In the, in the last uh, six months, I probably had at least one apple fritter. Yeah. Oh, man. I, it's hard to give up some of that stuff. I remember when you wrote, when that song came out, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to start getting healthy also. And I, it's hard. It's just hard to give up some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, is it, it's. I'll tell you, it's a lot easier once you've had a scare like that, because like oh, at yeah. this point, I'm. I never, I never want to see an apple fritter ever again, you know. And I <laughs> about about a about a week. This is really kind of almost sad, but also funny. Uh-huh. About a week, about a week before the heart attack, I was up in Canada because we were slated to play a show up in up in Canada. Yeah, the whole band. But the rest of the band didn't make never it. made it. Yeah. Didn't make it. So I did like a little uh, you know, solo thing. Yeah. But while I was in Canada, of course I had to have poutine. Oh man. But did I just have one poutine? No, I had two poutine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then a week and then a week later I I have a it's uh, stupid. So I, I like I never want to I never even want to see a poutine again. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. I recently I just went to the doctor. I was gonna have like some just minor thing removed from my shoulder, but then uh I went in and they said I had high blood pressure and the craziest shit. Uh, we had the, this is a f- kind of funny story relating to the descendants. Uh, our power went out and so no Keurig. We, we usually do the Keurig machine with the K cups for coffee. Yeah. So no coffee this morning. So I, I went to use the French press and I've never used one before. My wife, you know, gave me instructions on how to use it and she's very smart. So I was like, okay, now how many scoops do you put in? She's like, oh, I don't know. Just however, you know, like you'll figure it out. Yeah, you'll figure it out. I have the Descendants Hypercaffeine Spazinate coffee. And I'm, I think I poured seven scoops. <laughs> and I made, uh, it made me at least two, two cups of the, of the bonus cup. And it was, yeah, each one was like mud. Yeah. So I yeah. ended up going to the doctors right after that. And I, they were like, your blood pressure is like 190 over like 100 Shit. yeah so they were like you got to come back in two weeks <laughs> i was like descendants <laughs> nice yeah do you are you on are you on some kind of a like a beta blocker now or did they, did they decide you didn't need it or nothing yet i got to go in on thursday so and they're, they're yeah. gonna figure out but i've been trying to keep it i didn't want to like totally change my diet yet and start working out yet i wanted them to like you know figure out what was wrong right now and then right. tell me, and then I'll go from there. But yeah, this week, this week's uh, <laughs> lunches are salads with uh, like spinach, kale, and blueberries, strawberries, and some blue cheese sprinkled on top. So scared straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I want to I want to go to more shows. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, that was the Quebec show where uh, ev- unfortunately no one was a- or everyone else was not able to make it. You guys had, or you had, um, well, you did acoustic, or you did, uh, you came out with an electric guitar and did yeah, a couple songs. Yeah. And I believe Hope, you, you did Hope, which is, you said, I've heard you say it was the first song that you wrote on guitar and uh, lyrics for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think when I joined the band, uh, I didn't have any, didn't know how to write songs. And yeah. actually, Tony said, hey, you should write some songs. I go, well, I don't know how to write songs. He said, he said, well, here's this music, or no, what did he, say? he said, write me a lyric and I'll write music for it. And that became um, M16. Okay. Uh, or, or Actually, that became Eunuch Boy that yeah. we then then did later. <laughs> That's and cool. Then, and then I, 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 def, I uh, made lyrics for M16, but my first actual thing of where I said, here's my whole music, mm. 
back to the band yeah. was Hope. And I showed the music part to to Bill, and he said, "Oh, that that sounds like the song that inspires Hope." And I yeah. go, "Okay, well, that's the name of the song." And then yeah. he just wrote the lyrics. Yeah, so that that was one of the earliest ones for me. Um, yeah, so I it's very when I had to do that Canadian thing, it was just like, what can I do where it's easy to to sing and play at the same time? Because I don't I don't normally do that. So yeah. I, I well, I'm not going to be doing things like uh, you know I want to be a bear or uh, <laughs> something like that. Because that's like just, here in my van or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, those are hard enough to play yeah. if you're not singing at the same time. So I had to choose really easy songs. So Hope is obviously an easy song to play on guitar. And I just chose things like that. Like, I can play clean sheets pretty well. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, so that was that was the idea, just to do the easy easy ones on guitar. And then the harder ones actually face-to-face helped me because yeah. they said, well, we we can learn my edge and we can learn bike edge. And they did. They learned, They've been they learned playing bike edge for, yeah, 20 years. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they've been yeah. playing bike edge for a while. So they had that one down. But so they actually had little Joe from, uh, from Lagwagon um, Lag there yeah. who was coming in. And so not only did he have to learn all the lag wagon songs, but they said, Hey, Joe, we need we need we need you to learn these descendants songs too. Yeah. So he, he's like he's like, no problem. So he learns all these descendant songs and and then he starts playing he's he's playing the riff to my edge and <laughs> saying, Hey, we should do my edge too. And it's like and now we're like an hour and a half before the show starts. And he's oh, like, wow. I want to do my edge. So he had to learn that one too. It was pretty amazing because he yeah. was just up for anything and and yeah he just learned and like lickety split he was really quick about it so that's insane like, how many were you able to do uh solo by yourself i did about six oh, wow. solo songs yeah. and then i did about three i think we did at least three yeah with with face to face and me that was so, so that cool was, to see <laughs> yeah 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 it was one of those things we're gonna go back next year and play the same festival but for yeah. the people who showed up and they were just kind of like oh man we came here to see you guys and then, you know, couldn't, couldn't see it. So it was kind of like a little, yeah. a little, uh, concession prize, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, for myself, I'm a, I'm a huge face to face fan. So, I mean that, and, and lag wagon, of course, too. Like, I mean, little Joe, he's, he's pretty amazing. I, I, too yeah, bad. Amazing. Like shiftlet him and shiftlet. I've been, um, on stage and little Joe walked up and we we're watching face to face at one point and he goes, Man, Shiflet even makes me look bad. <laughs> and he goes, "With the he's like the one thing I have up on Shiflet is he said that he likes to like he'll dance around and and you know do cool shit." <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. yeah. "Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you really have to do that because you're already like what the third best bass player of all time in the, in punk history yeah. or whatever." But yeah, yeah. no, it's it's got big shoes to fill for sure. Yeah, so I. Joe, little Joe, you know, he, he pulled it off. Totally. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. And he just makes it look so easy, too. But yeah, it yeah, was, so that was, yeah, that was fun hanging with the face face guys because, yeah, first of all, they we're just like, yeah, we'll do it. And just hanging out with them backstage, they're just cool guys. And we, we had like, we had to practice these songs before. <laughs> and it was a good, a real good bro down time where we, I could like just hang with them. Yeah. So, you know, they just, you know, they really just was kind of like all man, on, all man, hands, all hands on deck, and just make this thing happen. So it's cool. That's awesome. And then you got to sing a little bit of uh, "Disconnected" with Face to Face. Also, yeah, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was like, I was kind of ribbing uh, uh, Trevor because I was like, yeah, yeah. When you get to the chorus, I sing it wrong because it's because uh, it, it, it's like 
you don't know what you want. It may take years to find out. Yeah. That's my line, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from, from hope, you know. Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and it yeah, also so, kind of it does a trick where it's like it does the same thing twice, but it's like one word is different or something like that. So it's oh yeah yeah, yeah. That's something that might, yeah yeah. But my favorite song by them, I think, has got to be um, I won't back down. I won't one. I won't I won't back down if you walk away. Yeah, that's to me yeah. such a great song. Yeah. Incredible. They're they're incredible. It's probably I mean, um, I would say Big Choice is probably my favorite album of all time. It's crazy yeah. though. It's like it's my favorite album and I still don't know any of the titles of the songs, man. Yeah. I gotta like yeah. sing part of it or something. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah. that was uh really cool. I really wish I would have been able to be up in Quebec for that. But um I mean, how that guys must have been kind of bummed though. Oh yeah, we've you know, the thing is is that um so you know, the they they missed their flight. They I, I think they spent more than twenty four hours trying to make it oh, up there, wow. and it was like they get on. They actually got they would get on a flight mm. all of, with all with all the gear and everything. Oh, get on a flight. God. And the flight would just the flight would just, the, the plane would just stay at the gate mm. for like the next two hours, and they'd be like, "What the hell?" And then they'd say, "Okay, this flight's canceled." That happened like two or even three times. Though. Oh my god! You know they, where they actually get on the plane. And then it gets canceled, and to the point where, with with only like I guess twelve or sixteen hours mm -hmm. before showtime, that was when they just realized no matter what we do, even if even if this next plane that we get booked on were mm -hmm. to make it, we still wouldn't make it to the show. Oh. And that I think Bill was saying it's it's only ever happened like one other time uh, for the for for the band. Uh, it actually happened with all once way back in the nineties or something like that, you know? So yeah. it's just, it never happens. Um, and so it was uh, just a huge crushing blow. And then after having, you know, missed that, then the entire uh, European tour gets canceled because of me. Yeah. Uh, so Man. It's, and then these one, two, three, four fest shows as well. You yeah. Know, yeah. It's just like, man, no one's catching, no one's able to catch a break in the, in the band right now. So we're, We've got shows. We we're looking to go to um, Japan and Australia in yeah. October. And, you know, I think we're all just holding our breath. Like, is that going to get canceled too? <laughs> I know, but right? I, yeah, yeah. You guys start off October in Japan, and then like you get like a week off, and then you're down down in Australia already after that. Well, no, I think the two things are linked. You know, oh, but is it's, it? it's just yeah, it's like because we go from uh, we go from Japan over to New Zealand for like a show. Okay, and then. It's mainly just all the travel involved. It yeah. means it looks like there's some downtime, but really the two things are just one big trip. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow, you guys got a, another one in New Zealand. That's that's amazing. Yeah, we've never been there. Never been to New Zealand, so that'll be fun. Yeah, that's really uh, cool. Yeah. So yeah, that that all that stuff. If I mean I, the chances that that gets canceled, yeah, are probably like one percent or whatever. I mean, yeah, in terms of from any kind of a health reason. Or just from a monetary reason, those those shows are definitely happening. Yeah. That's cool. I'm sure Chris Chris Sherry is going to have a a lot of rad shirts coming up for the Japan and yeah. uh, New Zealand. I I, I love when he comes up with these these concept shirts for each show. It's so so amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I haven't seen anything that he's done for that. Yeah. But he had, he had some he had some shirts lined up for uh, the the two festival shows that got canceled. Um, and one was me 
as, as a Philly cheesesteak. And I was like, that's no good. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no Philly cheesesteak. Oh, Come no. on. No more, no more Milo has bad fatty foods. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? Wow. So what are, what out of the foods that you have to cut out, like what's the most disappointing that you're going to miss? Or what's the most disappointing you're going to miss? I mean, I'm okay giving up uh, most, most meat. Yeah. I, I think... I'm I'm sticking mostly with fish. Okay. I think fish I'm going to say is good no matter what. Yeah. You know who can who who can say fish is bad? Um, and I I'll occasionally have some um some chicken breasts, skinless chicken breasts. I feel yeah. like that's a decent thing to have once in a while. But all other meat's gone. Um, that's not a big deal for me. But what was really hard for me to wrap my brain around is that I can't have cheese. What like cheese is bad? Yeah. I mean. It's it's I, I think there's probably maybe some types of cheeses that are okay, but like my wife said, uh, hey, let's do pizza, oh. and I go, but I can't do cheese, you know. And she well, she can't do cheese either. She's lactose intolerant. Mm. She says you got to be in solidarity with me. I'm not doing cheese on pizza, and I go, come on, she, pizza without cheese is just, <laughs> oh, that's hard. That's just a hard yeah a hard. So I think cheese is probably the one thing yeah that. Uh, I probably would have will have the most uh, difficulty with. I'm with you on that one. Like cheese, like you said, apple fritters, man. Uh, ice cream too. You know what? I was never I, I was never really into ice cream, but I figured out it was only because I just always had shitty ice cream growing up. But now yeah. I'm like I, I'm so bougie about it. I love I love like Haagen Dazs, Ben and Jerry. I know those aren't like incredible, but they're at least higher quality than like the Briars and Dryers. But it's like. Yeah. Man. I love me some ice cream, but yeah. I've been able to, I've been able to just kind of like uh you know, I just it's one of those things where you like it a, you can like it a lot but just be like I'm okay. Yeah. I don't I don't need that. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm just kind of the same way with candy. Like, you know, candy's great, you know, candy tastes good, but I just I don't need it. Yeah. And so I don't I, so I just don't crave it, you know. And yeah, so then yeah. I just kind of yeah, it's it's easier for me to kind of steer clear from it. Um, so yeah, I'm just at this point, you know, what I'm doing is I'm just trying to get, trying to eat a lot of like beans, yeah, um, yeah. legumes. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's it's kind of rough on my yeah. on my wife during the during the, <laughs> the hours, but you know, yeah, uh, but yeah. So your beans and uh, just lots of vegetables, um, and like I said, I'll, I'll do fish. You know, yeah. is, is my main. My main concession for the for for the meat for the meat in in my life. So yeah, yeah, I've gone um, basically pescatarian. I can't. I don't really like meat anymore. Steak, I can't eat it. We had like a beef and broccoli last night, and I'm just like, no more. I can't. Yeah. But I, I wish I could go vegetarian, but my wife won't. Like, she can't do it. So I like, yep. what am I going to do? Cook just food for myself every night? But I feel like pescatarian is a pretty healthy uh, balance. So yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you're basically you're not going to eat fish every night, so that means yeah. that some nights you're probably vegetarian. Basically, yeah, you know most people have fish every night. But uh, no, I, I had a brief period of vegetarianism, kind of in solidarity with my daughter, who's still a vegetarian. Yeah, and I think I was a vegetarian. I don't know. Let's just say for like six months. Yeah, um, I lost I lost fifteen pounds. You know, <laughs> I mean, wow. it, I, it's it's funny because I. After having been a vegetarian and losing 15 pounds, you think I'd be like, "Well, this is this, this is, is great, it. yeah, do it." But I kind of, you know, backslid and I was back on the meat after that. So, um, <laughs> you know, I probably should just be a vegetarian, you know. But uh, yeah, I'll just I, 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 there's certain things I do like, like I, I love fish. So yeah, that's gonna be. Good. 
That's cool. So, um, man, yeah, you got all these shows coming up. Is there, um, oh man, is there, is there any, are you guys working on any new music or is that always something that's kind of worked on? We, we always have kind of in the back, on the back burner, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, tunes that we either have partially worked up or fully worked up, uh, and recorded. So we actually have recorded quite a few songs. I'm going to say maybe even 20 plus wow. songs um, that, you know, could make up a record. It's just that the, those 20 songs uh, uh, represent the out, the output of two of the four members. That's like songs that I've, that I've wrote and, and that Stefan has written. Yeah. Uh, so between Stefan and I, that's the 20, that's 20 songs. And so, you know, I think the thing is, is, is it, that we normally do it do it where all four of us write songs because I mean Bill writes such great songs and yeah. Carl writes such great songs so that's kind of where we're just waiting to to kind of have the full all four cylinders firing uh, uh, songwriting uh, to to get to happen and so that that's that'll happen eventually yeah um, but it's just it's one of these things you just can't you can't rush things <laughs> when it yeah. comes to like people. Uh, creative efforts um everyone's got their own pace mm-hmm. and so i and we're you know we've been in a band for so long now that i don't think anyone's i don't think anyone's like you know sweating bullets like oh we have to put a record out yeah um i would i would love to put out a record out sooner rather than later just because you know it's it's so it's such a drag when people go oh you guys haven't put anything out in the last 10 years and then yeah mm-hmm. you're right we need we need to do something. So I feel like it would be, be better if we got if we put something out, you know, sooner rather than later. But as I said, you know, all in good time. We have we have to we have to have all four people, you know, mm-hmm. writing and stuff. All I can say is I know that Bill he's he writes songs all the time, but but he um you know they he's he obviously has a very high standard, a high bar for what mm-hmm. he considers a good song. So he could write a song and be like. Okay, but I I know I've got a better one in me, and so he's he's go he'll go back to the drawing board and yeah. he'll write another. So I think uh, that's kind of what we're waiting on is is for Bill to write you know the hit single <laughs> <laughs> that we know he can or whatever you know yeah. So that's that's a uh, it'll happen eventually, but um, all I can say is that I did my bit. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Got, I I wrote some songs, you know. I'm just kind of waiting for everyone else. So. Yeah, I was wondering if uh, maybe the the purple mint patty get me out of here. The hospital <laughs> might might make it a new track. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, people been people been uh, saying, oh, that would make for like a good little mini track. I think it's that'd be cool. Um, that was one of those things where I was in the ER for mm-hmm. like three three plus days, and the only thing. The only sound that just kind of permeated the entire time was that stupid heart <laughs> heart monitor alarm that would go off not in just in my room, but it would go off in all the subsequent mm-hmm. adjoining. And it became this like chorus of the same five notes. Yeah, in my kind of like post operative kind of like, you know, uh, state, I was just kind of like, I, I decided it had to have some lyrics associated yeah. with it. And so, so that that yeah, I could see that becoming a song, and and uh, I uh, I actually I had to learn which, what notes they were because I wanted to make a present for Bill, which turned out to be like a music box. Yeah, lined up the music box, and you open the lid, and you know normally it would play like uh, 
uh, it would play like Swan Lake or whatever. Yeah. But instead of playing Swan Lake, it plays Purple Mint Patty do, 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 over and over again, which I thought was a really uh, it would drive him crazy if he if he actually <laughs> wound it up and played it all day. He'd be just like ah, and then be like, that's how I feel. Yeah, you know, I felt when I was in the basement when I was in the ER when yeah. I was when I was in Spain. But no, that could be a song. Uh, I know what notes. I know what the notes are, so I could yeah. Writing something like that with those notes, so it would be cool. Yeah, it'd be cool, like intro to maybe something like another follow up to the No More Fat. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. yeah. That'd be that'd be super cool. My, documenting my time in a Barcelona hospital. Yeah, <laughs> and then I mean, it has a good ending too. Like you guys, uh, he's there for you, like good friend, and then you guys get to go to the beach afterwards and have you know. Oh, absolutely no, time. I I mean. It was. It's one of those things. When I when I when I did this music box for Bill, I I kind of felt like, well, this is. It's a little weird because, I'm I'm I viewed that time as obviously, kind of like a special yeah. bonding time for him and me. Um, but he could. I, I I thought maybe he could also just view it as as kind of this traum- really really traumatic time. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it's traumatic for me, but traumatic for for him um, because I mean the the whole band thing was just kind of. It just was kind of, you know, crumbling. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms, in terms of not you know, all the shows getting canceled, and in terms of, uh, you know, just I mean, you ha- if you have an entire sh- a tour canceled, that's just a huge, huge uh, downer. Yeah. Um, I just thought, you know, uh, I I just thought, well, let's try to turn a positive, a negative into a positive. So the idea was is is to try to to try to rem- have a have a remembrance of that yeah. time being a more positive thing as opposed to like some kind of traumatic negative time you know so yeah hopefully hopefully he got the joke i don't know no i think it, it was really cool man it was, a, it was a cool moment for like uh as a fan to see you know it's like how long you guys have stuck together and you guys have like built this like family like i know you guys have talked about it in the movie filmage where you know like maybe not everyone has a great family life in that in from the band members um but like you guys came together and joined this family which is like yeah. it, it, a lot of punk rockers also like I think a lot of us came from bad families or maybe that's how we got into this rebellious kind of thing. So it's really cool yeah. to see how you guys have, you know, still remained friends and like just like that tight bond and that like that can be that can be a thing, you know, and it's it's cool how, you you know, like it, it just kind of throws away that toxic masculinity bullshit. And it's like, you know, what we're friends, dude, I could give you a. This fucking cool gift. I thought it was cool as shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I think yeah. I think it was. I look back at that whole period, and I, I know some people are just kind of like, "Wow, it's the bromance or whatever." But yeah, it's, whatever. It's, you know, yeah. we we transcend bromance because we've we've yeah. been since high school. It's yeah. just it's like you know, there's a certain meeting of the souls between Bill and I, and and there's nothing you know, kind of whatever fruity about it. It's just mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. And I'm 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 totally okay with it, yeah. and uh, it, it does. It's it's something where um, uh, through the years we we actually you know have conversations through songs as well. Like yeah. I write songs all the time, yeah. and he writes songs. It's just it's uh it to to me uh, he's the heart of the band in in, in yeah. more ways than one. So I think uh, that that uh, that's why uh, you know I, I think it's going to be one of these. Uh, I mean, he'll be, he'll be on my deathbed, or I'll be on his deathbed. Basically, yeah. I mean, we're, we're there for each other. I was there for him during his, uh, you know, his 
time in, 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 uh, with brain, with brain tumor and all that. And he's, yeah. he was there he, out in Barcelona. So yeah, it's, he's my best friend, you know, what yeah. can I say? No, that's really cool. And I, I think, uh, even wa- like when you watch filmage, you really get the sense of like, I feel like you really wanted to come back because it was like, man, Bill's like, this could not be a thing anymore. Like it, it maybe like it would, yeah. could, it was always in your mind that it was a possibility to come back, but now it was more of like a dire, thing and like even how you explain like you like to look back and just see bill smile with that smile and just going crazy so absolutely and when 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 he recovered when he recovered from what was just an an amazing set of uh insane medical yeah uh, i mean i think everyone was just kind of like oh my god sweet we need to do something to 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 kind of bring bring us all back together because that's how important he is. He's so important to us yeah. and, and, and just to, to have a way to have a way to celebrate, to have a way to celebrate uh, what we ha- what we had and what we still have, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's basically what the descendants mean to me now. It, every time we play now, it's a, it's a celebration. It's a celebration yeah. of share of the shared uh, musical spirit of these, of these four people. And that, that's a, that's a good enough reason for me to just keep doing it forever. Yeah. But, Hour long for forever lasts, you know. So well now, and then now it's a thing where you can actually make it a like a lifestyle and a living. Like yeah. back in the eighties and nineties, I mean, or maybe in the nineties, it was getting a little bit better. But I mean, now yeah. I'm sure you're getting I'm getting some money from playing festivals and all that. So. Well, the main the main thing is is to be able to do it is to be able to do it so that you just have one hundred percent fun. Yeah, you know and. I can say that you know in the eight, in the eighties and nineties, there you know you you would have you know when you're on stage it is one hundred percent fun, mm-hmm. but there's a there's a lot of logistics and a lot of um a lot of the extraneous things that come in to that to that to those times where it's kind of like you know whoa what a what a it really be it can beat you down mm-hmm. and it eighties and nineties it it, it 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 did beat us down in in terms of just like drive you know driving from show to show or you know i would lose my voice or i'd be sick i'd be sick half the time and so we basically now what you know what extra the extra money if you want to put it that way the extra uh you know band money that allows us to do is to not is to say we don't have to be crazy about this Mm -hmm. we don't have to go out and do like 300 shows a year or whatever it is um and if, if we were to do 300 shows a year I can guarantee you that it'd be like, well, maybe this band's going to break up. No one wants yeah. to be. I mean, you for as fun as it is to be on that stage, yeah. Uh, well, there, there is no denying a burnout factor of just too much. And so now we go out and we do it exactly as much as we want to do it, and and uh, and it beca- that's how we keep it one hundred percent fun. Because you know, if 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 that means that we're going to fly out and do one show, yeah. <laughs> It was going to be the most fun I've had, you know, in a long time. Like I just did the Seattle show, yeah. and I got home from the Seattle show, and I'm just kind of like, <sighs> now I got to wait until fun before I get to do it again. Yeah, it's like, you know. So yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, if if anything, we should probably be paying more shows because I think we we definitely we I, we sit around too much and we and all all we're doing is waiting for the next time that we can be on stage together again. So. Yeah. I mean, you guys have like an enormous set list, man. It's I I don't know how, 
how does that even start? How do you guys even start to write down what songs you're going to have? Like, how does that come up? Well, I think we, we want to have, I think we want to be able to, to at any moment, at any point in time, be able to play like an hour and a half worth of music. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, our songs are short. So yeah. that just means, <laughs> that just means when you start listing them off, you know, luckily we, we, we do have enough records out that we can pull from, you know, the records yeah. and come up with you know, music. Um, and, you know, the main issue was, well, you know, why, why play those songs and don't play these other songs? It's just, we tend to play the songs that are the most fun to play for us okay. on stage. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that, you know, and maybe you could say, well, you're leaning pretty heavily on Milo Goes to College. Yeah, because those songs are kick-ass, you know. Yeah, we want to yeah, yeah. play those songs on Milo Goes to College because they kick so much butt. But we also want to play songs off of Hypercathium because those are just as kick-ass, you know. They're not as, maybe yeah. not as well known, and they're not as deep in the canon or whatever, but mm -hmm. the, the those songs I enjoy playing even more than Milo Goes to College songs. I mean, songs like Victim and, and uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Not Love, just great songs to, yeah. to play. So we're going to pick and choose amongst the songs that really are the most fun, and that's how we end up with those. And, uh, yeah, and Bill, Bill kind of, he kind of keeps a running, like the running total. Here's, here's the what you might call the expanded set list yeah. that we would draw from to make a, to make up a, you know, a pared down set list of about, let's just say an hour long, uh, you know, minus, minus encore or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you throw no, um, all and no all in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it takes up like 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we want to keep it light. Yeah. I think songs like those, I mean, obviously they're pretty lightweight, but, but, but they're, but they're also, uh, but they're fun. Yeah. And I, I think we, we definitely want to put an emphasis on, on just like, you know what? We, we write all these heavy duty songs about love and stuff, but mm -hmm. we also want to, you know, rip farts and, and, uh, <laughs> and talk about food too. So we just keep it light yeah. whenever we can. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, now is there any, any all songs that you've ever been like, damn, I want to play that in the set or do you just like keep that completely separate? I know there's been some crossover with all, like all's covered descendants and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, so we've done, uh, there was a point, I'm going to say in the 90s, where we actually, on a regular basis, would play She's My Ex yeah. or like original me, I remember, was pretty was pretty solidly in there mm -hmm. as, as, a, as a song. Um, so those could come back. I, I mean, I think here's what happens. Like if, if we go... If we go play in a town where, say, uh, um, where Scott lives, mm -hmm. Scott, the all singers, yeah, we might work out uh, "She's My Ex" okay. and have a fun time with it because I can do a verse and then Scott can do a verse. That's cool. And we did that when he lived in in Austin uh, not so long ago. We we did "She's My Ex" and we we traded out verses, and that makes it fun. So that's the kind of thing where you know. It, just for just for fun purposes, we'll we'll, we'll like pull those guys out and, and do that. Um, same thing would be true as if if uh, if Chad were in town, we'd, yeah. we'd, they they could do Shreen and I could sing backup vocals on Shreen or something like that. <laughs> That's cool. So, yeah. yeah, it'd be amazing. I want to hear the Descendants do. I want to hear you cover uh, Frog. <laughs> oh, I love that song. Yeah, it's, yeah. One, it's like my that's, favorite that's all song. One of my favorite, that's yeah. one of my favorite Scott songs. Whenever I see him play live, and I've seen him play live two or three or four times, uh, I'm always yelling, Frog! Yeah. You know, Frog! <laughs> play, 
He, but he, and every time he, he says, I can't do it. I know only, he only knows it on piano because yeah. he wrote it on. Piano. And so he, play, he, if he had a piano, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on stage, he would play frog, but he, but learning, he never learned it on a guitar. So, wow. uh, yeah, can't do it. But I mean, it's a great song. I love that song. Yeah. It's great. I want to get that tattooed. I just want to get like a little frog hanging out of a like old pocket or something with maybe like yeah. saying all on it or something. Yeah. <laughs> that song has such appeal across you know, all genres. Cause oh, yeah. you know, my, my wife loves frog, you know, yeah. and I, that's probably the one song she knows off of that record mm-hmm. was like frog. That's, yeah. that's the hit song. <laughs> Already saves. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Um, speaking of tattoos, um, did you ever think that you would be tattooed on so many people, your likeness or your caricature? Well, not back then. Yeah. I think at some point I'm going to say, um, probably in the like 87 or so. Cause I mean, it did take people a while to kind of catch on to it, but I probably yeah. saw my first, my first, uh, you know, Milo tattoo in like yeah. 87. And I was just like, Whoa. <laughs> and it dawned on me like, it's such an easy thing mm-hmm. to draw. Yeah. That, that at some point I realized, okay, that's why, that's why everyone's got that because as a tattoo, man, you don't get more simple than that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I like it when people show them to me because yeah. it's kind of like it's fun because people have them everywhere all over their bodies and it's just like whoa okay or they'll have them do have them doing funny stuff yeah you know it's it becomes kind of like a uh, like a creative an, a creative outlet uh, for anyone to say well have have Milo do this thing or whatever you know yeah. so yeah it, it, it's it's kind of fun um, and the same thing goes for like when we design T-shirts it's the same thing it's like yeah. you know. You know, the, the the face itself is just a blank canvas for then for then some kind of a funny funny story that's happening. Like Milo goes to yeah. do this, or yeah. Milo goes to the hospital. You know, <laughs> that yeah. That, I have a couple uh, good. I have like like one from Canada that I got, and it was like you playing hockey. Uh, there was one, uh, and then I got the one from Vegas where it was like uh, S uh, Hunter S Thompson. Oh yeah, the Hunter yeah. S. Thompson Milo. That's like one of my favorites. But um, yeah, Chris, I'm I'm amazed by Chris. I'm a, I'm friends with Chris, and it's just like I I love seeing all the stuff he comes up with. I I met him at actually the filmage screening at the Punk Rock Bowling when you guys put that out, and it was like yeah, I couldn't but like meeting him. I was like, oh my god, you're the like that's the coolest job on the planet. <laughs> yeah. No, he's yeah. he's always got great ideas, and he's also very open to our ideas. Sometimes yeah. we'll be like, "We're going to do this thing," and then he just whips it out, like, "Oh, that's a great idea." He just does it, you know. Yeah. So it's been, um, yeah. I want to do Milo gets contacts, and I just have, I don't have to wear glasses. <laughs> yeah. But of course, no recognize me. He's like, "What?" Yeah. You're not wearing glasses. Well, well, I'm a I'm a photographer, and I've been I've been dying. Like, I wanted to do a series with you to do like actual in life photos of the covers. But okay. If you're ever down, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just photos of all the covers. That would be good. You'd have to wear I a diaper in one though. Yeah, I gotta wear a diaper in yeah. one. That's I that got could, that one that tattooed could... right here. Oh yeah. I don't want to grow up. Yeah, I don't want to grow up and then I got the uh enjoy. Joy. Yeah. And yeah. I have one on my shin. I'm apparently like or uh, uh uh hopefully I can get them get them all at one point. <laughs> And then I got all the, you know, I got all the merch, man. I got the, if you could see all the Milo's up there. Oh, yeah. Or let's see. Uh, like Hyper up there. Yeah. 
everything sucks. Oh, those are the little, yeah. those are those Gumby guys. The yeah, little, yeah. Little <laughs> action figures, yeah. And then I got, of course, got the... Uh, Throbbleheads. I got I got a bunch of those. But yeah, th- that's one thing I think you guys really thrive on also is the merch. Like you guys kill it on the merch. So it Yeah, it's it's so weird because uh like when we first started doing that, yeah, I wasn't on the board with it. I was I was all like, you know, <laughs> that this has been like in nineteen eighty five, eighty six, where Bill was like, Yeah, we want to do skateboards and mm-hmm. coffee cups. And I was, you know, I I just had, I didn't have the vision that yeah. Bill had. He had the vision early on that this was a thing. And, and I was more like, uh, punk, punk purity, yeah. you know, blah. you know, I even wrote that song green about it too. I mean, that, that song's basically about okay. that. So I've been just, that, you know, I look, I look back on a song like green and I kind of go, I was just wrongheaded about the whole thing Yeah, because, because part of it is just like, um, just, ha- just having, uh, you know, having, uh, different ways of, of different ways of of having exposure, even mm-hmm. the band gets exposure by all these yeah. different elements of merch, and that you can't you can't you know be can't be all bummed about that, you know. Yeah. So it took me a while. It took me a while to realize that you know it was kind of a wave of the future, and obviously by the time the '90s and and the and and the the next couple decades roll around, we we were doing shirts for almost every show, like a different shirt for yeah. almost every show. And it became a creative outlet for all of us to just try to figure out, well, you know, what can we, what can we, what can we do with the, with that face, the face, <laughs> the face. So yeah, now, yeah. now I'm, I back it totally, but that was all Bill. I, yeah, I got to give him 100% credit because I was the one like trying to keep us in the stone yeah. age. Yeah, man, so. I got, I got all the merch. Dude. I got like, like I said, all that I got, I have, we have all the coffee cups, which we don't use either. It's just on like a coffee mug tree. But it's like yeah. all the different albums. So, and then I obviously got the bonus cup. Um, yeah. Which actually, I'm. This is gonna be. I mean, depending on my diagnosis on Thursday, might be my last cup of coffee, man. Who knows? For yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm banking on that. If you have a cup of coffee a day, yeah, it, that's probably the problem. It's only when you have like ten cups a day. Yeah, gonna, yeah. I usually keep it to one, but I I put I I like a lot of sugar sometimes. I usually do like four four spoons, but now this one I'm like two, and it's a little bitter, but it's yeah. all good, man. But um, yeah, and there's also um, I don't know if you've been to Rad Coffee in Upland, but they have like this huge uh, mural with the Milo coffee pot in there. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's awesome. I've never been there. Yeah, they they've opened up a lot of shops now. There's one in Covina now in Long Beach, so they're they're spreading. So, Rad Coffee, I'll have to check yeah. that out. Oh yeah, they're amazing. If next time you guys play the Glass House, let me know and I'll yeah show. You. I, I I love seeing Carl every time. Me and Carl always have really awesome conversations. So, yeah. but I'll um check yeah, and then um so like during COVID, which was pretty cool, you you got to do a lot of songs with the Mikey. And his uke, did, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you choose the songs that you wanted to cover, or was it like, here's a list of the songs? He, um, no, he would, he would be, he was always contacting me saying, I want to work up a cover of this song, and I, yeah. and I would, that works for me, like, because I mean, I think he, he kind of knew what, what the kind of stuff I would want to do. Like, he must have read somewhere that I was a Devo fan, so we yeah. did, you know, we did girl or we girl did you uh, want, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's I mean, my favorite uh, Devo song too. I'm like, that's yeah, yeah. 
I'm 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 actually a big fan of of the first two, and then Freedom of Choice was one of those ones that that uh, it was it was a bit of a departure, and it took me it took me a while to kind of to kind of to see it as 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 genius as as, as it is really. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it's it's just it for them it, for them it represented like a, a shift more into more kind of synthesizer focused music, and so I was more all about like. Uh, you know, I was more all about uncontrollable urge and all that yeah. uh, from the first record. But, but uh, you know, uh, the more I listen to it, like I, I listen to it more in recent years and realize that the songs are so great, you know, yeah. it, and they're, they're, it doesn't really matter that, you know, that their treatment of it is more, it's more kind of kind of a synthesizer based. I, I can still get behind it. So, yeah, we did Girl You Want, which is a great song, you know, and uh, um, but yeah, I, uh, I've done basically everything with with mikey uh except i guess at one point he wanted me to do a uh a uh uh what was it the last one that he wanted me to do he wanted me to play guitar yeah and i said no no no, i can't do it i can't play it i mean i can barely i can barely play guitar anyway so when he asked me to play guitar for a cover i was like no i better just stick to the vocal you know (laughs) so i forget what song it was but yeah Anyways, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, those I, those come out great. I mean, the Manny Mo and Jack one you did of the Dickies cover that was like, I was like, yes, dude, finally, like Dickies getting some recognition and yeah, yeah. We're actually, I mean, uh, with punk rock karaoke, we're gonna do that as a single. Okay. With uh, with a Bad Brain song on the other side. Oh wow. I'm currently recording that, so that's um, awesome. You heard it here first. All right. <laughs> cool, man. Something that my fans could uh, dig. I don't know if I have fans, but I think it's uh, mostly just anytime someone comes on, it's like they're fans of that person. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, and then you d- you've done uh, Rebuke where you've done um, songs with your ukulele or ukulele. I don't know how, however you want to pronounce it, but um, yeah, or just uke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't done any more of that. Uh, okay. I don't know if I will or not. It. I think the rebuke thing was really just an was just a, a, a an excuse to be able to put out some songs that were were very political. Yeah. In nature, and uh, I mean, I I kind of hope I've got those political songs out of my system. I don't I don't necessarily want to be that guy who's yeah ranting about ranting about current events necessarily. It's just that that's kind of what had you know you kind of write whatever gets your yeah. blood boiling, whatever is get sticking in your craw, whatever is just like making you angry. Mm-hmm. That write about it because that's that's where all the kind of passion comes or whatever is when you're fucking pissed off about stuff. Uh, so that's how those songs ended up being written. But uh, I, I I felt like I'd, I felt like I needed to break out of just writing political songs. And that's why I haven't really done any, any more rebukes. It's like, yeah. uh, I, I'm basically forcing myself to not write political songs at this yeah. point. Cause it, I kind of covered that angle, you know, I don't <laughs> think I need. So, yeah. Well, I think for a lot of us too, it's like, man, I needed someone to come out and say something about Trump and you know, all this, this bullshit going on. And it's like, it's crazy to see there's a lot, there's so many right wing punk rock fans and I don't, 
I don't understand where they come from, and I don't understand. It's like, I kind of feel like none of them even listen to any of the lyrics that have been written. In the like, I've seen people yeah, like yeah. talk to Russ Rankin from Good Riddance and be like, "I've liked you all up until now, until you're speaking out against you know Republicans." Uh, and I'm like, "Dude, he's been speaking out the whole time." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just read the lyrics. Yeah. yeah, wait till you read the propaganda lyrics. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's like a, that's the thing is I, I yeah it's like uh, and we you know as as a band that the Senate had done you know pull somewhat political lyrics i mean songs like american, american yeah while back i mean even on mm. my goes to college you got m16 and and uh statue of liberty more kind of political minded songs uh, we weren't known for that so much but uh yeah it's just at some point it, it was not it was not a, a like a conscious decision well i'm going yeah. to make make a political statement but what happens is when you just get that when you get that pissed off about something, mm-hmm. I, that's when the lyrics happen for me. Is when is when is when I feel like I've got something to say. And if that if that thing that I have to say happens to be political, I mean, so be it. What yeah. am I going to do? Am I going to like ignore that part, that side of me, and just write a love song? Yeah. Or am I going to let that side of me have some expression? Yeah. And that's kind of where those songs end up coming out. And you know. You, you you do take flack for it. We did take flack for mm-hmm. all of that, like you said, because there are fans out there who just don't want to hear it. Um, yeah. And, you know, and so, but I don't really care. It, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not writing, I, I, you know, to be brutally honest, I don't write songs for other people. I write yeah. them for myself. And so if, if I have something to say, something to get off my chest, it, that's what's going to happen. It could be, it could be something, you know, love songy, or it could be something, you know, that's, uh, you know, anti, anti the government, or it could be something that's anti anybody. Uh, and you know, the only times where I probably feel like I probably shouldn't say shit is when it's, it's when it's just kind of like a, like a punching down on somebody, Yeah, you know, where you're basically like this slowly person down on the ground here. And I'm just like, you know, punching down on them. And that's in the past we've, we have written songs that were that way and we've stopped, we stopped kind of performing things where it's like, you know, uh, maybe just a little like where the, where it was, cons- where it's now considered not, not yeah. PC. And, and that, that makes total sense to me. I can, I can kind of look in the mirror and go, yeah, that was then. And this is now, and we just, you know, we're not going to do that anymore. But, but any other subject matter yeah. for me is, you know, Besides those, no, that's such a great way to look at it, though, too, because a lot of people are talking about cancel culture, and which is a myth made up from, you know, conservative media and whatever. Where it's there's always been a cancel culture, but now it's like, uh, you know, there's certain things that we should not have been able to say that we're just now like we're we're wising up to it. So it's like yeah. I I think a lot of the fans have really appreciated. I've talked to a lot of fans, and they're like, wow. I noticed that the descendants changed the lyrics to this or this and like and it's like that's awesome. Like and they're not out there yeah. saying like preaching to everyone, but it's like just showing by example and it's a uh, yeah. yeah. No, we can we can look back and realize that that A we were these young fucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know and B that that the times were different and neither one of those is to excuse what we were doing. It's more just as explanation more than an excuse. Yeah. I mean you know, I would have, I made, I, I would have, in my, in, in kind of retrospect, I wish I would have been more, kind of like, uh, you know, aware 
aware of, yeah. you know, but actually you'd have to be kind of clairvoyant back then to, to yeah. know that, Oh, you know, this is not going to age well, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Is, well, it does not age well, you know, so that's, yeah. that's just the fact of the matter. So, yeah. And that being said, is there any songs, I mean, other than the songs that you've changed the lyrics to, is there any songs that you're like, I can't believe I wrote that. That was cringy. I'll don't. Yeah, no, I've got the list is a very long list. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. and, and it's not, it's not yeah. always relating to some kind of a PC or anti or non PC moment. Yeah. Obviously there are songs that were, that are just like, we just can't play those anymore. And yeah. it makes, it makes sense to me, but there's other ones that I don't want to play because yeah, like, like that, that, that they, uh, that the, the, the actual lyric itself is just like, did I, did I really say that? That is so <laughs> like, like I'm going to use the word cheesy as an example. Like yeah, yeah. that's just a cheesy lyric. There's no two ways around it. That's a cheesy <laughs> lyric. And I don't need to be, I don't want to, I don't want to play that, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, in, in love this way, people always, there's people are always asking me about in love this way. And I, and I just like, I'm just like, talk to the hand. You're never going to hear that song ever. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, it's, I mean, the, the, it, it's I, it, it, it kind of goes back to this idea of, of that. I, I always just I write songs uh, that that are kind of unfiltered. Right. Yeah. They're just they're just kind of like this is how I feel. Mm -hmm. And I in that moment, in that, in that like instantaneous moment, in some yeah. cases, this is how I feel. And that's the lyric that came out. And I can regret the lyric like even, you know hours or days afterwards but it's kind of like well there's the lyric you know <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it's like uh that's you know so in love this way is one of those ones where it's just kind of like um you know total heart on sleeve moment mm -hmm. but but almost like almost cringy cheesy heart on sleeve moment and and uh yeah so I mean, every every songwriter, I'm sure, yeah. has those. Words. No, it's. I just interviewed uh, Dave, the lead singer of Diesel Boy, and he was just saying, like, I brought up the song Drew Barrymore, where he writes a song where he's pining over Drew Barrymore and that they're going <laughs> to fall in love and get married and blah, blah, blah. And he was, like, just blushing and saying, I can't believe I wrote that song. It was embarrassing. <laughs> but it's like, like, as a fan, that was a song I loved, like, growing up in the 90s. Like, everyone loved yeah. Drew Barrymore, and it was like, I we get it, you know, like it's not, it's that whole unrequited love kind of you know thing that we love about the the pop punk scene. So it's yeah. yeah, well, and there's a whole genre devoted to devoted to emotional outbursts called emo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I probably invented emo within Love This Way. It's like yeah, total. Here's my heart, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, whatever. Anyway, yeah, it's. I think uh, it's it's. Uh, I think. No matter what song it is, someone out there is going to identify with it. Mm -hmm. Even there's people that identify with and love this way, even though I, as the writer, don't identify with it really yeah. because it's just so way too cheesy for me. But uh, <laughs> you know, I think for, you know it's like people can. I guess people can appreciate on some level when you're just that you're just that cheesy. Yeah. That or just that that hopelessly romantic and and that hopelessly like unable to kind of put together anything that's poetic and instead you're just going to put put out this dog roll you know or whatever so, anyways, that's yeah yeah that's that's the one that that's probably the one that i'm uh that i i could say i regret having written having written it uh maybe maybe regrets too strong a word just just that i'll never play it basically. yeah yeah, yeah.
Yeah, I get it. Um, now, is it on the flip side? Is there any song that you're like insanely proud of that you wrote? Well, I mean, I'm always most proud of the songs where uh, where there's a there's a good collaborative thing going on. Yeah, because I'm I'm uh, you know of the opinion that if a song can if a song can uh, can have more than one perspective or can if a song can be the can be the 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 result of a melding of two minds together mm-hmm. who then, then that's that's like it's like a little moment of 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 synergy between yeah. two individuals uh, like we talked about uh, bill and me having you know these yeah these soul bonding moments so those are the songs i'm most proud of is the ones where where i i, I worked with him on songs uh, and there aren't that many, really. Uh, we we write mostly in isolation, but the ones mm-hmm. where I was able to help him write a song or he helped me write a song are the ones that I'm proudest of because of just how it almost symbolizes our our friendship, our bond. Yeah. So songs like uh, you know Christmas Vacation or um, uh, Pep Talk, yeah, uh, you're actually coming at the, coming at it from opposite perspectives because Christmas Vacation was his music and my words oh wow and pep pep talk was my music yeah. and his words. oh cool you know, at least, i mean at least you know at least half of the or half of the words on pep talk were his words uh right. you know he came in with the chorus and it was like you yeah i played him the the music part and he was like oh here's the here's the here's how the chorus should go here's the words for the chorus yeah uh so, yeah those are those are you know they're deeper cuts right i mean people don't really hear those songs as much but they're the ones I'm probably most proudest of for that reason, just because they are like the kind of the the brainchild of two of his, his mind and my mind together. So it's kind of fun that way. That's awesome. Okay, I got uh, we're at, we're at about an hour, so I got maybe like one more question, <laughs> and then I'll let you go. But um, the so as a photographer, I noticed there's a move that you do. <laughs> it's the grab oh. the pocket and 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 yeah. lean back, belt out. Is that that was just some, that's just like a go-to thing that you don't even think of, or is that like something you're like, I don't know. I, I, I would do that. I would do that from the very get go. I think it's, it's one of these kind of like, if you think about the way that I, the way that I at least learned how to sing. Yeah. Just to basically like just <laughs> yell as yeah. loud as possible. Because I, I mean, I learned how to sing when the RPAs, could barely, yeah. could barely, could barely be heard above above the guitar amps. You know, mm-hmm. you got this little PA, and you can turn it up, turn the PA up to eleven, and you're barely hearing it above the guitars. So you just, ha- I had to learn how yeah. to just sing as loud as humanly possible. And I think that's that's the the, the grabbing onto my pants was just a way <laughs> of just like uh, <laughs> way of just getting the notes yeah. out even louder than normal. Um, so that that became a thing from the very start. And I, I was even unaware that I was doing it. It's just more like if someone were to, it's like if someone were to grab, uh, you know, were to grab their head or were to yeah, grab yeah. something, I just, that's what I grabbed. Yeah. And it just became the thing that I did. And I didn't realize I was doing it. And then someone, someone told me I was doing it and I was like, Oh shoot. And from that moment on, I kept trying to not do it. And yeah. I, I would, I would, I would have moments you know, it's hard to consciously not do yeah. it because if you've been wrong. Um, so I think in recent years, I do it very, very seldom. I don't yeah. do it as much as I used to do it. But 
But even now, I guess I still do it because I've seen pictures yeah. of me recently. Like, oh no, I'm doing oh, it yeah. again. No, as a photographer, I'll wait for you to do it. <laughs> yeah. I'll try to get it's it. Like, Man, I thought yeah. I thought I I thought I trained myself out of that, yeah. but no, it's like I'm still doing it. Um, because I mean, part of it also is that I I try to now sing from a I try to sing from a place of that's a little more um, calm or re- yeah. I like to say relaxed. Yeah, because. I think it helps. It helps me with my voice if I'm not all tensed up all the time. Yeah. So part, so part of the part of the not grabbing my pants was to was to try to stay relaxed. <laughs> and sing. But yeah. I guess at some point we'll do it. Um, yeah. So it's. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's like yeah. I mean, I I I wanted to not do it because I thought yeah. well this is becoming this is becoming kind of like a like a gimmick or something. Yeah. And I don't want it, but it's. But it isn't a gimmick because I, I can't force myself to not do it. So it must be something that's yeah. just natural. Oh, all of all the photographers talk about it. They're like, "Did you get the Milo uh, the pocket shot?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's right. like, I think yeah. I think I even talked with Chris about that uh, occasionally. Yeah, and I think it's funny because people, I hear some people say, "Oh, you're grabbing your butt." I'm not grabbing my butt. No, you're grabbing I'm your grabbing, pocket. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just. In fact, I'm just grabbing my. Yeah. I'm grabbing my. I'm grabbing my pants. Yeah. Why isn't this going down? Oh. <laughs> I'm grab I'm grabbing my pants. I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab my pants. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. It's but you're right. It, it looks like I'm grabbing my pocket just because that's where the pocket is. Yeah, but really, yeah, yeah. it's just it's about grabbing onto some fabric um, that 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 just allows allows me to kind of dig into the song. I guess. Yeah. Um, and as I said, it it's a, it's unconscious at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, I did spend a lot of time trying to get myself out of it. Yeah, I, I guess I just should embrace it. Yeah, Maybe, I, I totally, totally. And there's a, also the there's um there's even a an Instagram page for Greg Graffin where like pointing. Oh, he's a pointer. Okay. Yeah, he points, and I mean, I've gotten one where I think I got like double points because like he's done both fingers. So if you could get okay. both fingers, I mean, that's <laughs> it's like bonus points. So yeah. I do think I only I do more grabbing with my left hand. Yeah. Yeah. So you know I'm not ambidextrous. I'm not ambidextrous with it. I probably grab no, you do, more. Yeah. Same same side every time. I'm not grabbing so much with my right hand yeah. as far as I yeah. All right. Final question. Um, have you achieved all, or have you being have you become even gotten close to achieving all? Um. I don't think anyone ever achieves all. That's the, that's that's the kind of the mystery of all is that is that it's something that you aspire to. Yeah. But but by trying to achieve all, yeah, going the totality of it, that gets you pretty far in life because <laughs> because you're basically ascribing to excellence at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think Bill might have said at one point like if you actually did achieve all, you'd probably like. So you'd probably explode into a million bits or something like that, you know. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be like uh, you know some weird physics property that that achieved unity and you know yeah. you you'd evaporate or something. But no, you you try you try to achieve all, and in so doing, in 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 so questing all, you you end up with you know successful life, or, or you end up yeah. with end up with excellence or fulfilled so, fulfilled yeah. life, or yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so I guess say excellence. Excellence is the is the questing for all is 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 the road to excellence basically. Yeah. Um, 
Um, and so, and then also, you know, some corollaries, and this may be controversial, but as you get older, you realize that sometimes achieving some is is a good way to 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 have a nice balance in your life to achieve yeah. a you want to call it work life balance or just like you know uh and and so i i think about that also with my with my health like you know if i wanted to would you say that if you if you wanted to achieve all you had to take all the drugs in the world and you had to smoke all all the cigarettes <laughs> no I mean, you know there's moderation that yeah. gets over yeah. that um and i i'm a big believer in moder on in moderation um, and so that's maybe a counterintuitive to the all thing, but, uh, you know, we, de- we definitely yeah. spent many years, uh, with the, with the band touring stuff where all was definitely the thing of like, how many shows, how many shows could we play in a year and, you know, and basically survive to tell the tale. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're just, I think we're just kind of like. We want to try to achieve all, but we also don't want to die either. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. we want to achieve all, but we don't want to die. And we want to stay friends too, Yeah, you know, and we want to, we want to stay sane. So we, we've got these new, these new attitudes in recent years about how you achieve all, or you try to, you try to achieve all, but you don't blow up. You don't kind of like, uh, um, lose your marbles in the process. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's that's the idea, anyways. That's incredible philosophy. I, I, it, it helps me through a lot of stuff. To you, know, I'm like, when I get down, I'm like, come on, man, you got to achieve all, dude. <laughs> you're not, you're not doing yeah. it sitting here watching TV. You know, like get up and do something. So, it's if it's mo, if it's 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 a good motivator. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and and you just you kind of go you go into it thinking, well, part of just achieving all is the is the try is the trying you know, putting in the effort, Yeah. you know, so half the time it may just be like the efforts, all of all that really matters because you can, you then get that good feeling of like, you know, I, I gave it, I gave it my best. You yeah. Know? Awesome. So, now, is there anything uh, you'd like to leave uh, viewers with or listeners with uh, or anything like that um, before we go? No, just, uh, um, Give it your all. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh, and I gotta I gotta give a shout out to uh Trevor from Rules of the Pit who who hooked this email this um interview up, by the way. I can't I can't okay. forget my guy. <laughs> so You're not Canadian though, right? No, no, I'm from Pomona. Okay. I'm over here by the glass house. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. I mean he's Canadian, so I thought maybe you guys had the Canadian connection, but yeah. No. No, he's a good dude. Uh he's you know, he's been following, like we follow each other and, you know, I try to promote his podcast. He promotes mine and, you know, so I, it's, he's, he's just a cool dude. So, uh, yeah, I like Trevor. Yeah. Good dude. Um, dude, uh, Milo. Rules of yeah. Rules, rules of the pit. pit. Yeah. I, I had a, I put out a photo book and I called it, um, from the pit. So I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, I like that. I'll have to send yeah, you a definitely. digital copy, man. You're in there all the, you're, you're, you're in there a lot, so. <laughs> but um, cool. yeah, I'm working on a new one too. Um, I'm actually I want to send you guys, the Descendants, um, all just all the photos that I've done of you guys, and then send you guys a copy of, like that. Maybe I'll send it to the Blasting Room or something. Or next time I see you, yeah. I think I'll see you guys at um, Punk in the Park coming up 
in California. Okay. Yeah, so. that's, that's, out, that's out your way. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, dude, um, thank you so much for being here. And I'm, we're, we're all glad you're all right. I know I could speak for more, more than myself on that. So, um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like I'm actually singing better now after, <laughs> after because they put in a stint. And yeah. so that, that corrected a blockage that was there for a while. Wow. And I, like I got back and I started singing and, and I thought I have more wins now than I had before. So at least from a physical perspective, I feel like I, uh, I upped my game just by having the stent put in. So that's good. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man, dude. Thank you so hey, much. I, yeah. I really appreciate your, the, you taking the time out, man. And, um, anytime you want to come on or ha- want to say something, let me know. I'm, I think I'm also going to do another podcast where I talk about movies and music if you ever have like a favorite movie and you want to talk about it, <laughs> let me okay. know. So yeah, all right, all right, man. Tell tell the guys I said hi, and um, I'll see you at Punk in the Park. Yeah, I'll see you then. Yeah, have a good one, man. It is easy. Thanks. Bye. Awesome, everyone. That was uh, Dr. Milo Ackerman of The Descendants. I mean, come on. You guys know. I don't have to tell you. So, uh, I mean, what? Do I need to tell you guys to go check out The Descendants? Do I need to tell you where the Spotify is or anything like that? I don't think so. You guys already know. But thanks for listening. Uh, Please check out um, uh, the other episodes we got going on. There's a lot of good episodes. Uh, we got a lot of good ones coming up. The next one, we're we're probably going to have an acoustic act. You guys will dig it, I promise. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the King Rock Podcast. And uh, you know what they say. If you don't like the King Rock Podcast, go blank yourself. We're experiencing technical difficulties at this time. Please like subscribe and rate this podcast on whatever source you are listening to this on whether it be spotify apple podcast anchor fm or others it really helps out the podcast a lot thank you very much for more information including upcoming events podcast episodes photos from past shows and much more please visit thekingrock.com. You're depressed, you're a